السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ثم أما بعد فنتابع درسنا في شرح رسالة أصول السنة للإمام أحمد بن حنبل رحمه الله تعالى We'll continue our class in the explanation of the book أصول السنة The Foundations of السنة by الإمام أحمد بن حنبل رحمه الله ولازلنا في كلام المصنف رحمه الله عن الإيمان بالقدر We're still in the topic of believing in the decree of Allah سبحانه وتعالى إذ قال المؤلف المصنف رحمه الله The author رحمه الله said ومن السنة اللازمة التي من ترك منها خصلة لم يقبلها ويؤمن بها لم يكن من أهلها From the obligatory sunnah or way of the people of sunnah That if a person was to leave off anything from it Where he does not accept it and believe in it Then he will not be from its people Meaning from the people of sunnah يعني من لم يؤمن بهذه الأمور ولم يصدق بها بل ترك منها ولو شيئا واحدا ولو خصلة واحدة لم يكن من أهلها أي لم يكن من أهل السنة So he will not be from its people meaning he will not be from the people of sunnah If one does not believe in all of those things then he will not be from the people of sunnah قال الإيمان بالقدر خيره وشره To believe in the decree of Allah both the good and the bad and to believe in the ahadith and the narrations in regards to it والإيمان بها لا يقال لما one should not say why ولا كيف nor why nor how إنما هو التصديق والإيمان بها rather it is to believe in them ذكرنا في الدرس الماضي ما يتعلق بالإيمان بالقدر we've mentioned and we've talked about believing in the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the previous class وبقيت مسألة وهي قوله الإيمان بالقدر خيره وشره There is still one thing remaining and it is or a remaining part of his statement which we didn't comment on which is his statement to believe in the decree both the good and the bad نقول أن الإيمان بالله أن الإيمان بقدر الله سبحانه وتعالى أننا نؤمن بقدر الله سبحانه وتعالى وأن كل ما يحدث للإنسان فهو بتقدير الله سبحانه وتعالى فمن أركان الإيمان أن تؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره So from the pillars of belief is to believe in the decree of Allah سبحانه وتعالى both the good and the bad and that whatsoever happens to the, to the person or whatsoever happens in general is from Allah سبحانه وتعالى both the good and the bad ولكن الشر لا ينسب إلى الله سبحانه وتعالى يعني الشر المحض But we should pay attention and we should realize that there is Allah سبحانه وتعالى does not create evil meaning pure evil ولهذا كان في دعاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر ليس إليك For this reason from the supplication of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم is that he a part of of a supplication is that he used sallallahu used to say wa sharru laysa ilayk and evil is not mentioned in regards to you meaning that it, it is not uh, uh, ascribed to you wa kadhalika qala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
في سورة الجن وأن لا ندري أشر أريد بمن في الأرض أم أراد بهم ربهم خيرا يعني أنهم لم ينسبوا الشر لله سبحانه وتعالى uh, So also we find in سورة الجن that the jinn said as Allah سبحانه وتعالى said about them that they said and we do not know whether evil is intended for the for the dwellers of the of the earth or did their lord want good for them فلم ينسبوا الشر الى الله سبحانه وتعالى so they do not uh, ascribe evil to Allah سبحانه وتعالى ولكن uh, في الحديث uh, وان تؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره but at the same time we find in the hadith that from the pillars of iman is to believe in the decree both both the good and the bad uh, so how do we uh, reconcile between those different statements that appear to be conflict, conflicting? So from what is apparent is that there is a conflict between those evidences, between those different hadith and verses, but in reality there is no conflict. قد يكون في ظاهره شر وفي باطنه خير كثير. For this, uh, the reason is that what a person might see as an evil might appear to be evil, but might be there might be great goodness in it. Uh, ذكر وأنقل هذه الفائدة من شيخنا أبي عبد الله عبد الرحمن العميسان حفظه الله uh, وقد ذكرها في درسه حفظه الله. في شرح رسالة حقيقة البدعة للعلامة اليماني I mentioned the story that our Sheikh Sheikh Abdul Rahman Al-Maysan may Allah preserve him mentioned it in his class in the in his commenting on the on the رسالة the small booklet known as the reality of bid'ah the reality of innovation by العلامة اليماني رحمه الله وذلك أنه يعني ذكر هذه القصة لبعض السلف وهو أن أحد التابعين دخل على أمير من أمراء يزيد one of the tabi'een he went to visit one of the leaders that was an army leader at the time of Yazid in the, in the army of Yazid فذهب ليزوره, ليزوره وكان قد سقط وكسر رجليه He had this uh, military leader had fallen and he broke both of his legs uh, فذهب ليزوره uh, ثم قال لعله خير So he went to visit him and he said perhaps, perhaps this is good Perhaps it's good for you قال يعني يا إمام أي خير في كسري لرجلاي so later on he said to him uh, so he, he said to him what what good could it be could it possibly be that I had fallen and I had broken both of my legs and you see me crippled I can't move now um, so he said perhaps there's good in it جاء الأمر وجاء يعني جاء رسول يزيد ليأمره بالقتال. So after that, Yazid had sent a messenger to 
call him to come and fight. وذلك كان لقتال الحسين رضي الله عنه. So he was called on to fight against Al Hussein, the grandson of the Messenger. فقال ترى ما أنا عليه. So he said to him, You see what I am upon. I had broken both legs and I can't move, I can't fight. فعذر من القتال. So they excused him from fighting. فكان في كسره لرجليه خير كبير. يعني كان لا شك هنا أضرار كسر رجليه ضرر عليه ولكن فيه في الحقيقة خير. So although he had broken his both of his legs and there is evil in that, يعني what is what appears to be evil, but in reality there was a great goodness in it that he was saved from fighting against the grandson of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. فنجا من قتال صبت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحسين رضي الله عنه. فهذا وفالله سبحانه وتعالى لا يخلق لا يخلق لا يخلق الله سبحانه وتعالى شرا قط يعني شرا محض وإنما ما يظهر للناس أن فيه شيء من الشر في الحقيقة قد يكون فيه خير يعني خير كثير. What appears to the people to be to have evil in it there might be in reality great goodness in it. ولكن الناس ولكنكم قوم تستعجلون كما قال كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Rather the people are hasty. The people are hasty. نعم. فهكذا يجمع بين الأدلة. So with this we can reconcile between the different proofs. فنقول أنه محض أنه عفوا شر بالنسبة للعبد أن في ما يراه الإنسان قد يكون فيه شر من جهة العبد ولكنه لا يكون شرا محضا من ناحية الخالق سبحانه وتعالى. So there might be some evil in something for for people for for an individual or a group of people. But when it comes to the actual decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not create anything that is pure evil. There must be some good in it. لابد أن يكون فيه خير عليمه من عليمه وجهله من جهله. So there must be some good in it. Whether or not people come to realize it or people know what it is, there must be some good in it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not create anything that is pure evil. قال المصنف رحمه الله so the author رحمه الله continued on to say ولم ومن لم يعرف تفسير الحديث يعني فيما يتعلق بالقدر ومن لم يعرف تفسير الحديث so the author رحمه الله continued to talk about the decree of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and the narrations in regards to the decree of Allah سبحانه وتعالى قال ولم ومن لم يعرف تفسير الحديث whomsoever does not know the explanation of the hadith ولا ويبلغه عقله and his Intellects cannot comprehend it. فقد كفي ذلك وأحكم له. And he is it is sufficient for him. And he it is sufficient for him and it is enough for him. يعني أنه لا يحتاج لأن لأن يدخل فيه بعقله. يعني إذا سمع الإنسان حديثا فيما يتعلق بالقدر بل وفيما يتعلق بأي شيء آخر ولم يبلغه عقله. فقد يسمع الإنسان حديثا فيعني يعني يكون لأن عقولنا محدودة 
يعني قد يسمع الإنسان حديثا فلا يفهم ما المقصود من هذا الحديث وما الحكمة من هذا الأمر قد لا يفهم الإنسان الحكمة من بعض الأشياء وهل نحتاج لأن نعرف الحكمة في كل شيء في شرع الله سبحانه وتعالى وفي دين الله سبحانه وتعالى لا شك أن الله سبحانه وتعالى ما لا يشرع لنا شيئا إلا فيه حكمة وأن كل شيء ذكره لنا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وذكرنا الله ذكره لنا الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه وفي سنة نبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم لا بد أن فيها حكم عظيمة ولكن هل ولكن هل لا بد لنا أن نفهم هذه الحكم أو قد نجهل كثيرا منها لا شك أنه الآخر يعني لا شك أننا قد نجهل كثيرا من الحكم ومن الأشياء التي في يعني الحكم العظيمة التي في أوامر الله سبحانه وتعالى وفي مقضيات الله سبحانه وتعالى قد نجهل هذه الحكم ولكن ينبغي علينا أن نؤمن أن نؤمن بها يعني فقد كفي ذلك وأحكم له فلا يحتاج أن يدخل فيها بعقله فيؤول فيؤولها ويحاول أن يفسر معانيها إذا إذا لم يفهم الإنسان المقصود منها والحكمة منها فإنه يسلم لها. So if uh, if the person doesn't understand the wisdom behind some of the ahadith or the reason behind some of the things that could happen that are in the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or some of the verses in regards to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then it is sufficient for him to believe in them. We, there, it is not necessary for us to understand the wisdom behind everything in the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is a wisdom behind every single thing in the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a wisdom behind everything in the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But do we need to know this? No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Rather, it is sufficient for us to believe in them, to be grateful and thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to be patient upon everything, uh, whether the commandments that we are patient upon uh, doing them, or the prohibitions that we are patient upon leaving them, or whether they are trials and tribulations that we are patient in, in uh, making ourselves, um, giving ourselves patience and t- learning patience uh, in, the, in regards to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we do not need to go and try to understand and comprehend the wisdom behind everything. There is n- our, our intellects are very limited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us limited intellects, limited minds. So it is for us to learn the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there is no need for us to try and understand the the reasons and wisdoms behind all of the legislations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَالَ فَعَلَيْهِ الْإِيمَانُ بِهِ وَالتَّسْلِيمُ لَهِ So the author, rahimahullah, said, and therefore it is upon him to believe in them and to fully submit. فَهَذَا هُوَ مَا عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ أَنْ يَفْعَلَهُ قَالَ مِثْلُ حَدِيثِ الصَّادِقِ الْمَصْدُوقِ وَمِثْلُ مَا كَانَ مِثْلُهُ فِي الْقَدَرِ the author he said just like the hadith of a sadiq al-masduq the one who is truthful and informed of the truth and anything like it in regards to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the author he mentioned an example a great example indeed here فيما يتعلق بالإيمان والتصديق 
بتقدير الله سبحانه وتعالى بل وبأخبار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن لم نفهمها ونعرفها وحديث الصادق المصدوق هو حديث مشهور متفق عليه أخرجه الإمام البخاري ومسلم رحمهما الله في صحيحيهما so the hadith known as الصادق المصدوق uh, the one who is truthful and informed of the truth is a great uh, hadith that is reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim in their authentic in their collections of authentic ahadith under the authority of Ibn Mas'ud may Allah be pleased with them وهو أنه قال حدثنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو الصادق المصدوق يعني اسم هذا الحديث عرف من هذه الجملة وهي قالها ابن مسعود رضي الله عنهما ليبين أن هذا الحديث من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو صادق يعني صادق في إخباره وفيما ينقله إلينا عن ربه جل وعلا وهو مصدوق أي لا يخبر ولا يوحى إليه إلا بما هو صدق ولا يخبره جبريل عليه السلام ويوحي إليه إلا بما هو صدق so he is, um, this hadith is known as hadith al-sadiq al-masduq, the one who is truthful and says the truth. Um, it is titled this way because of the statement of Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with them both, that he said our, the Messenger وسلم, informed us and he is al-sadiq al-masduq. He is the, the truthful, meaning he is truthful in everything that he uh, conveys to us. And he is told the truth and informed of the truth, meaning in all of the revelations, uh, the revelation is all the truth. رضي الله عنه مع لما التقى به رقل وغيرها كثير من الأحاديث التي يعطونها يذكر لها العلماء اسما لتعرف به So there are ahadith which the scholars have mentioned had, had given it a title or a name So it is known with it For example this hadith or hadith Jibreel They say hadith Jibreel يعني they, they call it by Hadith Jibreel, or for example, Hadith Hiraqal, uh, Hercules. Um, so all of those Hadith are known with this title, or with this name, um, or referred to by this name. So the Messenger said, One of you is, the creation of one of you is gathered in the womb of his mother, for 40 days as a drop of semen. Then he, he will be a clot like that. Then he will be a flesh, a piece of flesh. Um, ثم يكون مضغة وهي كاللقمة الممضوغة يعني كقطعة اللحم so, will be like a piece of flesh مثل ذلك يعني أربعين أخرى فالأولى أربعين ثم أربعين ثم أربعين so the first 40 as a drop of semen and then the next 40 as a clot of blood and then the next 40 
as a piece of flesh. ثم يرسل إليه الملك. Then the angel is sent to him. فينفخ فيه الروح. And it will blow in it the soul. ويؤمر بأربع كلمات. Then he will be ordered with four words. بكتب رزقه وأجله وعمله وشقي أم سعيد. He will be ordered to write four things. Uh, or he will be ordered with four, four words to write his uh, provision um, and with his lifespan and his actions and whether or not he will be, uh, he will be happy or unhappy. قَالَ فَوَاللَّهِ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَا غَيْرُهُ إِنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ حَتَّى مَا يَكُونُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهَا بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهَا إِلَّا ذِرَاعٍ فَيَسْبِقُ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ فَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ وَإِنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ حَتَّى مَا يَكُونُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ بَيْنَهَا إِلَّا ذِرَاعٍ فَيَسْبِقُ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ فَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ وَلَهُ رِوَايَاتٌ أُخْرَى مِنْهَا فَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ فَيَدْخُلُهَا وَقَبْلَهَا فَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ فَيَدْخُلُهَا and then the messenger sallallahu he said what means, uh, and by the one whom, uh, by Allah, uh, the one whom there is no one worthy of worship except for him, that verily one of you will act based upon the actions of the dwellers of the paradise until he is very close to it, an arm length distance from it, from the paradise, but the book will proceed for him and he will act based upon the actions of the dwellers of the hellfire and he will enter it and one of you will will act based upon the actions of the dwellers of the hellfire until he will be an arm arm's length away from the hellfire and the book will proceed for him and he will act based upon the actions of the people of, of the dwellers of the paradise and he will enter it so this is a great hadith so this is an excellent hadith in regards to mention to mention as an example in regards to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so one might hear this hadith, especially in regards to the creation of the servants, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, decrees for them all of their actions, and whether they are from the dwellers of the paradise or the dwellers of the hellfire. Uh, so one might hear this hadith and might not understand it. فَمَثَلًا لا سيما في الأزمنة الماضية ويعني في زمن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني قد يقول القائل وزمن يعني العصور المتقدمة عفوا قد يقول القائل مثلا من الذي أخبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن الإنسان يكون نطفة ثم علقة ثم مضغة وكيف تكون هذه الأشياء طبعا الآن الطب الحديث جاء ليثبت هذه الأشياء ونحن لسنا بحاجة للطب الحديث لنصدق بقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فهو الصادق المصدوق وكلامه عندنا يقدم على كل كلام الأطباء وهذا لا شك فيه ونقول هذا الكلام لأن كثيرا من الناس في هذا الزمان يقدمون عقولهم وربما يطعنون بأحاديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأنها لأن 
لأنها تناقض عقولهم لو صح أن لهم عقولا uh, and we say this so the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said this even before uh, before the re- current research and all of the uh, the surgeries and being able to find the, all of the phases of the creation uh, from the person being uh, a or from the yani uh, no, the person being created uh, first of all from a a drop of semen uh, and then a clot and then a, fl- a piece of flesh um, at the time of the messenger sallallahu who informed the messenger sallallahu of all of those details that now we can we we understand and we know is is the truth um, of course we know it is the truth even before even before the physicians and the doctors were able to discover quote unquote discover these things and see them with their eyes we know they are truth because the messenger sallallahu said them and he is a sadiq al-masduq he is the truthful and he is informed of the truth and we should point this out and stress on this point because there are people in these days that will reject the ahadith because their intellects and their minds do not comprehend them. وَهَذَا مَا يُحَذِّرُ مِنْهُ الْإِمَامُ أَحْمَدُ مِنْ رَدِّ الْأَحَادِيثِ بِسَبَبِ الْعُقُولِ So this is what Imam Ahmad rahimahullah is warning us against to reject the ahadith based upon the intellects. وَأَذْكُرُ مِثَالًا بَارَكَ اللَّهُ فِيكُمْ وَهُوَ وَأَذْكُرُ مِثَالَيْنَ I will mention two examples. أَحَدُهُمَا there are two people who are very famous nowadays. إن لم أكن واهما أنه سمى أن هذا أو قال أن هذه قذارة والعياذ بالله يعني يطعن بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يطعن بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ويقول أنه يطعن في في أن الحديث غير صحيح والحديث في الصحيحين أو في أحدهما والوهم مني فهذا في الحقيقة طعن في سنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لتقديم العقل على النص so the first one his, uh, the first example is Wasim Yusuf, this individual, he, uh, he rejects many ahadith based upon his intellect. Uh, for example, there is a hadith that the Messenger وسلم, went and visited all of his uh, wives uh, with one ghusl, one bath. And he claims that this is a form of nastiness, this is what he says. He says something of the sort, of the meaning that this is something that is nasty. So he is, in reality, he's making accusation against the Messenger وسلم, But of course he says that he does not uh, accept the hadith to be authentic because, because the mind doesn't accept it. So this is one example of rejecting the hadith. وَهُنَاكَ رَجُلٌ آخَرْ فِي هَذَا الزَّمَانِ يُقَالُ لَهُ مَنْصُورْ عَلِي there is another individual in these days with the name Mansoor Ali Kayali. هذا الرجل يكتب آيات وأحاديث خلفه 
وله يعني مقاطع معروفة كثيرة لا كثرها الله يكتب آيات ويكتب, ويكتب أحاديث خلفه على سبورة ويجلس ويفسر القرآن ويفسر الأحاديث بما يوافق هواه وعقله فيرد تفسيرات السلف بل ويرد الأحاديث ويخترع أحاديث من عنده يضع أحاديث في رد ما هو ثابت لأن لأنها لا توافق هواه وأشرطته وتسجيلاته معروفة جدا So this second individual Mansour Ali Kayyadi he actually has a whiteboard behind him and he writes on the verses and hadith and he starts explaining away those verses and those hadith and he actually fabricates a hadith um, and uh, he claims certain hadith to be weak or to be uh, to be lies that are authentic and known to be authentic by the people of knowledge uh, and are reported in the uh, collections of authentic ahadith, he will reject them based upon his intellect. فَيَذْهَبُ وَيَقُولُ وَالْعَقْلُ لَا يَقْبَلُ كَذَا وَالْعَقْلُ يَقْبَلُ كَذَا وَإِذَا بِهِ يعني يُفَسِّرُ الْقُرْآنَ بِتَفْسِيرَاتٍ تَخْرُجُ تَمَامًا عَنْ تَفْسِيرِ السَّلَفِ فَيَعْنِ هو في الحقيقة أنه يجهل أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بل يجهل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني يزعم أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جهل معاني هذه الآيات وفهمها هو وبئس ما فهم وبئس ما قال So in reality when he says when he claims that he has found a new explanation of the verse of a verse in the Quran when he claims that he had found the correct explanation and it's a new explanation that no one has found before him in reality he is making accusation against the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and against his companions, may Allah be pleased with them, that they were ignorant, and that he is the one who has the knowledge. The messengers وسلم, and the companions and all of their followers and all of the scholars of Islam, throughout the centuries, in, in his statement, are all ignorant. And he is the one who is wise, and the, he is the one who understands, and he is the one who has the knowledge. We say what an evil statement he has said. What an evil action his action is and what an evil statement his statement is. Uh, it is upon us to be aware of those individuals and to be aware of their way because it is an evil way. Uh, ولم يبلغه عقله فقد كفي ذلك وأحكم له فعليه الإيمان به والتسليم له مثل حديث الصادق المصدوق ومثل ما كان مثله في القدر. So in regards to any of these things that even if our intellects do not comprehend them, meaning the ahadith, the statements of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, the narrations, the authentic narrations, um, even if our intellects do not accept, uh, do not understand them, then the matter should be the way of the people of Sunnah should be just as the author Rahmullah said, whomsoever does not understand the hadith and his intellect does not comprehend it, then he is in no need of it, uh, meaning in no need of trying to explain it and comprehend it. Rather, he should believe in it the way it is and uh, he should fully submit, uh, just like the hadith of a Sadiq al Masduq 
and anything else in regards to Al-Qadr. Uh, هناك كلام لعلنا نؤجله إلى الدرس القادم بإذن الله سبحانه وتعالى. There's still some things, uh, more things to be talked about in regards to this point. Inshallah, uh, we will postpone it until the next class. ونكتفي بهذا المقدار وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين.